Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, This is your host, Kaylin, and I am here today with Ren Rodriguez. Hi, Ren. Hello, how's it going? (laughs) I'm great. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to have a sexy conversation. (laughs) Oh. I know. I'm very excited. I've really been looking forward to this. Um, just for my listeners to know, I, uh, I really stalked Ren down on, uh, on Instagram <laughs> a number of weeks ago. Um, I had heard about him through, um, uh, through a colleague in New York and he's like, yeah, you know, I was telling him about the podcast and he's like, oh my gosh, you got to talk to this guy. And so I'm so grateful, Ren, that you were open-minded and you were like, okay, I guess, you know, this, this woman, um, might, might have something interesting to, to get, to rope me into. So <laughs> <laughs> any chance I get to talk about masturbation, I'm for it. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, um, so I'll just uh, give um, give my listeners your quick uh, background, and then uh, we get to dive into the juicy stuff. Love so, that. yeah. So, um, so Ren uh, was born in uh, born and raised in LA originally. Um, he got his BFA here at the Art Center College of Design, and then. Um, as he says, he sold his Honda I to move. <laughs> that is so sexy. To uh, all in the name of moving to New York yep. uh, to live the the high fashion photography dream. Um, and while he was in New York, um, that's where he discovered solo sexuality, uh, which is really going to be like the center of our conversation today. Um, and then since then, he's you know moved back. So he's back in Los Angeles. And really, he's just been spreading the message of solo sexuality and, and what that means on a, on a deeper, like conscious level on a, what it means for your relationship with yourself. And he's really committed to just spreading that message. And he also hosts a podcast of his own, uh, which I love the title of this. Um, it's called the bait escape. (laughs) How clever is that? All right. Oh yeah, totally. How long have you had your podcast? That's so interesting to hear facts about yourself. You're just like, oh, I, I did all that. That's cool. And it's like your own life. Like I had no idea. Yeah. You're like, wow, I'm kind of cool. Yeah. I'm kind of happy. I love that. Yeah, totally. I'm sorry, the question was how long. Did I have oh yeah. Podcast? Yeah. How long have you had your podcast? 
Um, I'd say the podcast started, I'd probably say at the start of the, at the start of this pandemic. So I would say, probably, oh yeah. Yeah. The click in February of this year, I've had it for that long. So I would say close to a year now. Awesome. Yes. The pandemic just bringing out all sorts of good stuff. You know, <laughs> I, it, it really took, um, I don't know, like it really brought me back to self. And I was just like, you know what? There's like not a lot going on. There's not much to do here. So like, well, how can I, yeah. basically I just did it to like entertain myself. I had no, I had no, yeah. anyone listening. I really didn't know <laughs> to market this to. I knew that I wanted to do something for people that identify mm. themselves. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do this and then see what happens. Yeah. Totally. I, I love that. I mean, that's really the, been the inspiration for my podcast too, is, yeah. you know, I, this is just a support structure for me to have the conversations that I want to be having anyways, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, I never would have reached out to a guy, you know, uh, that's focused on solo sexuality. I just, I wouldn't have done that. And now I'm like, I cannot wait to, to like learn from you, you know? Yeah, totally. I'm excited. So, all right, let's just get right into it. Um, solo sexuality, what is it? So solo sexuality is a sexual identity that means people prefer masturbation over penetrative sex, either with themselves or with another partner or partners. Hmm. It's basically you just you like to masturbate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And um, tell me more about uh, like the practice of it, because I because I imagine um, like masturbation, right? That's a that's a simple word, and I imagine this is like a very <laughs> expansive world that you've sure. opened. Yeah. Um, so, like when I first, well, I mean, it's been a long time coming. It's been quite a journey to discover like soul sexuality, what it really means to me. Um, but I think now I'm at a point in my life where, to me, solo sexuality really encompasses a, a lifestyle. Um, it's, again, it's masturbation is your primary form of sex. And to me, it's my solitary practice. So I practice every day. So I masturbate every day. Um, <laughs> and I was just talking to some, a, a follower on Snapchat, and he reached out to me and he said, he said, oh, you know, I metabate too. And I thought that's so clever. Meditation, metabate, like the two go together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we started having this conversation about how like masturbation for us really essentially is just meditation. It's a it's a it's a space for us to kind of go to our solo safe space. Um, and essentially, what you're doing is really loving yourself. You're pleasuring yourself, um, and taking that time out every day to kind of fill up your love tank. I remember saying wow. that. Wow. <laughs> fill up your love tank. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I love that. Well, and, and I'm forgetting how much I told you when we, we originally chatted. Um, but yeah, this idea of masturbation as meditation, like the, the places that you can go when you put focused attention on your genitals. Yeah, totally. I think for me, it started as a way to validate, validate my own sexual appeal. I think for such a long time, I 
never really recognized myself as a sexual being. Mm. Like I never thought I never thought I was sexy. Um, oh, I just kind of roamed around, kind of living my life, kind of like this, like you know, quote unquote, ordinary guy that really didn't have any kind of sexual expression. And then um, I had always really enjoyed masturbation, even as a teenager. I felt like it. it what what turned out to be like a hobby to pass the time just turned into more of a practice for me. And so um, as an adult, I was looking back on my teenage years, I was conflicted because I was just like, oh, like I've always loved masturbation. And I was curious to know if I use that as a as a placeholder for actual sex, I guess you could say. So that's still that's still a journey for me. I'm still kind of that's that's a curious part of where I am right now in my in my solo sexuality journey. Mm. Yeah. So just grappling with that idea of like, wait, is this the thing or is this like the stopgap for the thing I really want? Yeah, because I feel like I, you know, when I look back on like high school and junior high and like everyone being really hypersexual it's it's the time in your life where you're kind of discovering sex and you're kind of looking at you know i the boys in school would bring porn magazines to school or you'd go to someone's house and someone would have like a porn video and i was always so much more attracted by the idea of watching sex and actually doing sex mm. mm-hmm. yeah um, and so i think when i look back now i was always conflicted like just growing up into my 20s and in my early 30s because I was just like, okay, I'm having this sex, but I'm not really enjoying sex. This isn't fulfilling to me. Um, and I think for me, one of the more one of the more impactful moments was, I don't, I don't know exactly when it started, but there was a moment in my life where I would have sex, I wouldn't finish, and then I'd go home and masturbate to the sex I, was, I just had. And so that was really, wow. really like, that was for me like the catalyst. I was like, okay, this means something to me. And it was a, it was a continuous basis. Like I'd, I would have multiple partners that I would do this with. Um, and then that kind of started the jump. And I was like, I should really pay attention to what's going on here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like that is such great noticing. You know, we have so many different um, like sexual habits. And I think until you are really willing to slow down and look at like, wait, what's that thing about? And like, oh, what do I get from that? <laughs> what yeah. does that mean? Yeah. And it's, it's for me, it was just kind of, it was a, it was a moment of recognition in my life where I thought, okay this is different. And how can I, how can I make this into a positive? Cause I, I feel like up until that point, I had looked at my sexuality as a, like a, like a shame. I had so much shame about it. You know, yeah. you talk about like masturbation with your, with your boys, right. I'm talking about men. This is totally active. Um, you'd have that conversation and you'd be like, yeah, bro, that's something you do when you're like, in junior high, you know, like that's not something you really do in your male adult life. Um, yeah. It was. And so I, I had a lot of internalized shame because I was just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really a dude because I'm not out there having like tons of sex. I'm only having sex with myself. Right. Oh my gosh. That I love this. Um, you know, because part of, uh, 
part of the intention of the, the conversations that I'm having here on the podcast, um, it's, it's really just about like shining a light onto different ways to be with your sex and with your life. And, um, and you know, my hope is that if there's someone out there that identifies with this or something else that seems like seemingly random, you know, that people can actually just say, Oh, wait, no, I got to honor this thing, whatever it is. Yep. Totally. And I, and I feel like that's where I, I mean, I would think that I'm doing, and that's the message that I'm conveying to other solo sexuals. And the feedback that I've gotten has been that, you know, I've gotten really some positive feedback, some, um, some really deep conversations about more than just masturbation. I think it's, yeah. um, to me, masturbation will always be an act of self-love. Mm, mm-hmm. So in the forefront of my mind, I'm just, anytime I masturbate, I'm just self-loving myself. And that goes back into history of like, you know, growing up with parents that really didn't show you love or like having family that just didn't show you love. And so it's a practice of giving it to yourself. So you're not, you're not seeking an outside source for your sexual validation. You're essentially just giving it to yourself. Yeah, totally. Well, you mentioned, oh, there's so many threads here that I want to follow. You mentioned um, just some of the feedback that you're getting. Um, what, yeah, share that with me. What, like what men are saying this practice is opening up and, you know, what they're noticing. Yeah. So when I decided, so when I decided to essentially show off my sex, which basically means like I wanted to put my face out there because I wanted it to be a real thing. And I think in the beginning when I first was thinking about going on social media and kind of like the message that I wanted to convey, I, at first I was going to do it anonymously because mm-hmm. I was, again, there was a lot of shame about my, my sexuality. Um, and then I sat down and I really thought about it and I thought, well, I feel like a face would be much more impactful. It would make a much more impact because people can stay and look at me and say, Oh, that's a solo sexual. That's what that looks like. And we're, you know, we're functioning humans. <laughs> we, this is a guy. He's got a job. It's like a whole thing. Totally <laughs> realized sexual human. Um, yeah. And so I also too wanted to have, I wanted to make that connection with others. And I felt that if I was doing that anonymously, I'd, I wouldn't get a real connection and everything would be really mm. false would be as authentic as I thought, as I would hope it would be. So the feedback that I've been getting um, has been really powerful and really um, impactful to me. It's, it's just like, I, I knew there was something different about me. I didn't know what it was. And then I, I hear your podcast or I look at your Twitter or I see your Instagram and, it, and that's me. I see myself in you. So I don't feel as alone in my sex. Mm-hmm. The theme of what most of the messages are which is great and it it varies it goes from like i've had as young as like 20 to Mm. old as like 56 60 maybe yeah it runs again it's really wide range it's great wow but i just the how incredible like the experience of like 
being like, I don't know, what is this thing about me? And then like somehow stumbling upon your work and be like, oh, I feel validated. I feel seen. I can just imagine what a gift that is for men. Yeah, I think also too, like I feel like I never thought that I would be someone that people would look up to. Uh, that's just something that never crossed my mind. Does that make sense? Like I never yeah. put myself in a position of service to help other people. Um, and, and this has totally, this is really coming out as a soul sexual has really transformed my life in a way that I'm like, now I'm going on to new endeavors and I want to get more skills and tools to be able to provide to these men who identify the same way and help them. This- on their yeah, this is um, this is so so needed, um, and you know the thing that I'm just really present to in this conversation, um, at least from my perspective, uh, which is obviously based on you know a certain set of a life path that I've been on, but um, the you know there's a lot of work right now emerging around women and their sexual shame, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> at least from my perspective, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think. Um, it just, it feels like we have not touched male sexual shame as deeply. Yeah, that's true. I, I will correct. I agree. <laughs> okay. I feel validated. Great. We can all go home. Um, Cause I think yeah. it's, it's the idea that men are just like out there and like just doing it with whoever, you know, gay, straight, bi, whatever you're yeah. like men just have that like primal, like sexual energy that they just kind of want to go out there and like release. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that has been also part of the shame that I had too. It's like, oh, I'm not, I mean, I, I feel like I am hypersexual, but like, again, I don't, I'm not, I'm <laughs> hypersexual with myself. <laughs> yeah. The majority of the time. And so I'm not like, I don't have a list, right? I don't have like, oh, I, I knocked 10 off my list this week of people. Yeah. And so you have that like macho sensibility of guys who are just like, yeah, you know, you tell all these sex stories to your bros and you're having this good time. Um, right. Yeah. It's so yeah. different. It's a totally different conversation that you're in. Totally. <laughs> it's a totally different conversation. <laughs> like has nothing. I mean, there's uh, that other thing you're talking about is based on, um, what I think is the toxic masculine, right? Yeah. It's like a she, and I, I think it's important to make that distinction of like the exalted masculine and the toxic masculine, mm-hmm. right? The toxic form is the like, fuck all the people all the time, go, 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 achieve, fuck, whatever, you know, like whatever is part of that, you know, get the promotion, do the thing. That's, actually not the masculine i think in its like most exalted form yeah yeah which is what i like like i you could say that that's was part of my culture that that's the culture that i grew up in like i went to high school and it's primarily high school people of color and um it's just you know i come from mexican background and so that was always kind of like the running theme of Mexican men. They were just like super passionate, super sexual. They were just fucking all these girls or guys, whoever you want coming across you. Um, and I just never, I was never that. I just, I just, that didn't yeah. never with me. And so I was always co- constantly lost in sex. 
which I feel like now thinking about it, like I feel like that might have been part of the reason why I, I felt I wasn't a sexual person because I wasn't out there <laughs> banging everything that I said. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I so I so relate to this, you know, for for different reasons. Like my body was just like frozen for t- you know ten or fifteen years. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think most humans have some sort of an experience of like growing into their sexuality, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think also too, like I, you're, you're taught from such a young age that there's really only one form of sex and that's like missionary, procreate, mm-hmm. like get it in, get it done, out. You're not doing it for pleasure. You're not doing it for self-exploration. You're not doing it for all these other really positive things that sex can do to your life um and so we right. we have to make a choice and some people choose to either follow that narrative or create their own narrative uh and so that's essentially what i'm mm-hmm. here to do i'm here to help people create their own sexual narrative and take back their power yes i am so here for that with you Ren. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> gosh well I want to zoom in a little bit on this journey that you've had with shame uh because you know I can imagine I mean we all carry around shame in general in life right but then I the thing I'm really present to and that I'm just learning the more women I talk to I just see how deep this thing goes and so would you tell us um, just about like what has made a difference for you on your journey with shame? Because clearly you're on a podcast right now talking about solo she- sexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you had to create some things, do some things to be able to even ha- be here. Yeah, I felt like, you know, I think one of the main reasons why I even went public is I wanted to make masturbation cool. I just wanted to make it a thing. Like I, like it, it was, I was looking at every aspect of my life and I was like, I'm a cool person. Like I love cool clothes. I love cool music. I love cool sex and masturbation's fucking cool. And how do I convey that? Like, how do I convey that for me? Because I was, even when I did come into the sexual, soul sexuality world, I thought that there was, there was a, a voice that was lacking. And I think that was mine. And it was a place where I could go to like see cool stuff and like visuals and, and, and tweet messages and Snapchats and like just make it really sexy. That was the goal. Um, and so then I had to do the, the, I had to do the shadow work. Like I was just like, okay, <laughs> why, like why are you, what, what's, what's so shameful about your sex? How did you, where did you internalize this? When did it begin? When did it start? Mm-hmm. For me, it really did start with like all this sex that I was having and I wasn't finishing. And these guys were just like, Are you okay? Like, is there what's happening? Like, yeah, like, is there something <laughs> done with this? And I think what well, the mistake that I did was I failed to communicate to my partners that we didn't have to go, we didn't have to do the whole. Mm. Oh fucking enchilada. Like I was totally yeah. I was totally content with having this one thing. Oh my gosh, yes. That for me, that one concept of <clears throat> 
shifting this, like shifting my sex to just be like an exploration and just like not, you know, I don't need to climax every single time. He doesn't need to climax, you know, every time he or she, you know? Um, and I think that is like the, the, yeah, the biggest game changer um, that I see with my clients too, is just that idea of like, Oh, Wait, we don't have to be like two freight trains, like going to like some, you know, des- crazy destination. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like also two people don't, I think people are missing, but they don't understand that they have agency to ask for what they want. You mm-hmm. can always ask for your sex. And it's something that I, I really try to, try to journal home in my podcast. So the people that I like listening to, to my podcast or whatever, that I'm tweeting or Snapchatting. I'm just was like, listen, yeah. ask for what you want. It's really different for solo sexuals because people already have the expectation that you're going to engage in some kind of penetrative sex. Unless yeah. you verbally say, hey, this is what I want in my sex, people aren't going to know it. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, and I want to just... Um, Go back to what you were saying about like, hey, there was just a moment where I just decided I'm going to make masturbation cool. (laughs) And and within that, I want to just I want to pause on that for a minute to just have people hear that, because I, I think there's just gold in in that in the decision of like, I am no longer available for this to be a spot of shame. And I'm going to shed some light on this, you know, and you decided like, let me start a little movement around it. And I, you know, I think people don't, you know, you know, people are at different places in their journeys. And you certainly if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to start a movement. I'm just barely seeing this stuff in me. That's totally fine. But the, the gold here is the, just like deciding like, oh, wait, I'm great this thing I'm interested in is great and I can just stand in my own truth that of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's takes time though. Like I don't want, yeah. to, I don't want to give off the message that it's just, you know, wait. Yeah, it's just like all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I probably feel like, you know, I, again, like I said, I could masturbate my whole life and I think it probably took about maybe four to five years of like really deep work of like, who am I as a person? Not just, yeah. sexually, just what are my goals in life? My, you know, who, what do I resonate with? What have yeah. my childhood, my adult life and everything have to fix that, that or not fix it, but like have to create it, digest it and really mm-hmm. hard, like really dig deep into what's happening in your life. And then you come to a place where you're like, Oh, okay. I know enough. I'm confident enough. Let me just start this thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, and then I think, yeah, the other piece of gold there for, you know, people who are listening thinking, I don't know, like maybe I want somebody to suck my toes and I feel weird about that. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just actually getting clear that like, Oh yeah. Like my desires are a part of me. Yeah. And I don't, those I've really learned too that those those desires don't need any kind of justification. They just are. It's the same thing with boundaries. Mm. 
when someone has a boundary, you don't need to justify that boundaries. It's just who it is. It's just what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's the same with sexual desire. Like, you don't have to kind of dissect where it happened or why it turned you on. You know, when it exactly was the catalyst for whatever you're into. It's just, it is what it is. Right. Ah, yeah. And well, I love that, especially with desire. Um, you know, so much of my work is just getting women to look at like, okay, what do you want? Okay. Now you're going to have to ask for it. And now you got to be unattached. <laughs> you That's know, so I love that you have to ask for it. People won't know people. We aren't mind readers. So if you don't say what you want are. Yeah. Totally. Well, and what have you learned about communicating this with partners? Like how does like give us a little deep dive on, uh, you know, what that looks like in your sex life and kind of what you've learned around communicating. Uh, well, I learned to ask <laughs> first and foremost for everything that I want. Um, yeah. But I, I'm pretty vocal and I'm pretty transparent. You know, I have I have T-shirts and sweatshirts made that say solo sexual. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very proud and active about sexual identity, and so oftentimes I'll have these keywords listed like on Hinge or, or Tinder mm-hmm. or Grinder or Scruff, whatever these dating apps will be. Inevitably, someone will ask, and they'll be like, you know, the the smart ones will Google it themselves, and then they'll come back and ask questions, and those are the ones that are really empowering because I'm just like, oh yeah, they're yeah they're so, yeah. They're 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 like they're here for it yeah they want to know um and so then that conversation happens it's like yeah it's all sexual like what do you want to know and so like they're like okay well what kind of sex do you like and then it's like i like this and i think Mm. also too like um people get really confused because it has the word solo in the title this identity and a lot of people just interpret that as like oh you're just alone all the time especially because you're solo <laughs> um, which is not true. It's not true whatsoever. Like I enjoy yeah. having sex with other people, and I've had a relationship before. Though um, it's not that we're alone all the time. It's just that we practice masturbation primarily. Yeah, so, totally. But you know, in some like it's kind of great because there's I the thing I really hear is that this really causes a, an intentional conversation with partners you know because they're like oh wait what is this thing okay oh like what do you like and that's so important I mean I I think everyone needs to be having that conversation but there's so much conditioning we have that's in the way of like I don't you know I I shouldn't say anything I'm a woman or I'm a man. She's going to think I'm crazy if I start talking about that or whatever. I think one of the things that causes people to feel that way is it, when you ask for what you want, when you're honest and open, you become vulnerable. And a lot of people have difficulties being vulnerable. I myself um, find yeah. it very to be vulnerable. Because um, for whatever reason, people have different reasons why that is. Uh, but essentially what you're doing when you're having a sexual encounter with someone else that maybe it's a one night stand or maybe it's someone that you've been dating or maybe even you're married to this person and you're you're hiding these deep sexual desires because you don't want to be vulnerable because if you tell people you're authentically what what you authentically want to do in sex um 
the 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 risk is that you'll be rejected for it. No one asks for what they want because you're just like, I I just really want to suck feet. And my partner, <laughs> I don't want I don't want my partner to make fun of me or to reject me or to think that it's gross or to think that it's less than. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be able to learn is to, if you're with a partner or you know dating someone, we need to be able to hold each other in a safe sexual space. And so yeah. These things and say, that's cool. I'm not really into feet, but I'm into this other thing. Can we try that too? So then yeah. you, you offer things and you have a conversation about it. Uh, yes, the conversation is so important. And, you know, <laughs> not just the, the first time, but, you know, I think just ongoingly, you know, <laughs> like I, I love at the end of sex, like sharing, you know, specific moments that were really high sensation or, you know, what, like what felt amazing. And then also sharing like, Oh, you know, there was that moment and I would adjust some, you know, something about that, you know, the way you touched me or or whatever, you know, if we, you know, next time it would be so hot if we could try it this way or whatever. You know what that's called? It's called offering a boundary lovingly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what, and that's what I'm learning. I've just learned that recently. And it's so true. And it's something that I, you can offer these things to the people that you love and that you're having sex with in a way that doesn't shame them, in a way that doesn't make them feel rejected. And you're still holding space. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing. The, the deeper I get into boundaries work, I, you know, I just, even just in the last year or so, have really like learned like, it's not about. Uh, it's actually about creating greater connection, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. right? It's not about like, here's a fence. You cannot access me. How dare you? It's like, no, no, here's the way that like I can actually fully open and feel safe to let you in for deeper connection. Yeah. I'll go back to the feet. The feet <laughs> I love you enough to tell you that I'm into feet because I trust that you won't judge me for it. That's, mm-hmm. that's so powerful to me. So anytime that I engage in sex and someone tells me something of their sexual identity or what they're sexually into, I'm just like, holy shit, like, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Let's do it. Like, but that's yeah. just the kind of person that's just like, cool. Like, if you like it, I'm into it. Let's try it out. If it doesn't work, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> Well, and I, I, right, not everyone is that way. And um, there is something so beautiful that gets generated from that. If you're just genuinely like, I don't know, like, let's just try some things. Like, why not? You know, if you don't attach a, like, significance to it, then you can just be on a path of discovering things. And, I like, I think there's something that is so hot about hearing what my partner wants and then creating that and seeing the turn on right i'm just like i just want to have sex with turned on people (laughs) 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 right and so like people people that have a specific thing that they're curious about i'm like okay all right let's do it yeah but i think that's i think that's wonderful about people like us who are like kind of yeah just like hey listen like let's just try it out if it doesn't work we'll just go get ice cream (laughs) it's not yeah that big of a deal like sex isn't 
I mean, it, it can be a big deal, but most of the time it's just really fun. And I encourage people to have fun in their sides all the time. Yeah, fun and play. To me, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so question for you as we kind of like start landing the plane here in the next little bit. Um, How, let's say there's somebody listening to this that's like, I don't know, maybe I'm a solo sexual. I'm not sure. Like, what are some of the... um, what are some of the self-identifiers or, or kind of like ways that someone might work through that process of seeing this? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I would definitely focus on your like masturbation habits. Like if you feel that you're masturbating a lot, which is, you know, who, what's to say is a lot, right? I think everyone is, yeah. whatever person's experience would be. Um, um, but also, too, when you begin to engage in sexual activities with other people, like really pay attention to what that's making you feel like. And I think for me, and I'll give you um, information about me, like anytime that I would begin to, even before I even met them, like it's oftentimes the people that I have sex with, I'd meet them like on Grindr or Scruff. Um, yeah. During, during the initial conversation of what we're doing, I would start to get anxiety because in my mind, I, I knew what the end goal would be for them. And so to me, it was a process of like, how do I explain to this person that I don't really want to do the things that I want to do? So I always tell people like, really focus on your feelings. It's a bodily reaction to what's mm-hmm. happening in your sexual play. Mm-hmm. So if there's any kind of tense, if you're feeling any kind of anxiety, if you're feeling any kind of uncomfortableness, really start to identify what that's feeling like for you and then take some time to like really start to explore. Like if you feel more comfortable just masturbating alone, do you feel more comfortable masturbating with a partner? Mm-hmm. That could be all clues. Yeah, to, you know. totally. Well, and you know, I think regardless of if men identify with like being a solo sexual, this practice I just can imagine, like, it can just open up so much for anyone, you know, yeah. like, like just intentionally masturbating. <laughs> How so? Well, I just think like, it, like you said, it's a relationship with yourself. Yes. You know, it's really like looking inward and it's like the greatest form of self-care, I think. So yeah. whether think or not, that. yeah. Yeah, also too, I think um, it's an opportunity to assess how much shame you have about masturbation. Again, like I think for me, it was a lot of, you know, when you talk to your boys, it was kind of like, yeah, bro, I did that when I was like 13. Like, I don't do it now. Yeah. Back in X, Y, and Z now. And you're just like, okay, well, that doesn't really resonate with me, but masturbation really does. So like, that's another catalyst for you to be like, hey, like, there's something going on here that I should really be paying attention to. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I found that that was another like kind of like a clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean. I feel that. What are you most grateful for since really taking this practice on and owning it fully? Um, I think for me, what I'm most grateful for is like I can honestly say like identifying as soul sexual and masturbation has really empowered me and changed my life because when I 
realized that I could change the narrative of my sex and take ownership of that, I found that I could take ownership in other aspects of my life. Masturbation mm-hmm. empowered me to do better at my job. It empowered me to do, have better relationships with my friends, with my family, um, with just everyone around me because it just, it, it empowered me to be the best version of myself. Because I could come to a private space, no one was around, it was just me. Mm. All, all my insecurities and all my imperfections and really begin to see yourself as like this beautiful, sexual, intelligent, kind, all the positive things that you want to tell yourself. Yeah. You tell it to yourself in these private moments. Um, yeah. And for me, you practice it daily. And so you're, you're reaffirming this every single day. So mm. it, it, it's a no-brainer that it's going to affect you positively in other aspects of your life. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Because it's not just this, like, this last thing on the menu. It's the first thing on the menu. <laughs> yeah. It's not like this shameful hobby at night just to go to bed. No, it's like a playful time. And I'm like in it for a large amount of time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with myself discovering who I really am. <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah. I love that. There are so many paths to self-love and, and I just, um, I, I'm, I'm just completely blown away and fascinated by this whole new avenue that, you know, I've learned about today through you. So. Well, good. I'm so glad that yeah, I'm so glad we had this conversation and people could listen and hopefully, you know, someone resonates with it. Totally. Um, well, tell us a little bit about, um, I know you're, you're in a training right now and starting to take on, um, you know, doing some work around supporting people with their sexuality. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I'm currently in the process of getting sex coach certified. So I'll be able to offer coaching and skills and tools, love, sex, relationships, intimacy. Um, it's a brand new venture that I'm starting on and I'm really excited about it. Uh, it'll take a little time to get there, but I think that's going to be like my huge life transition to kind of do this full time to really help empower others, um, not just in their own full of sexuality, but like just in any kind of sexual capacity whatsoever. Yes, Ren, we need you in this world, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Y'all can, y'all can find me some of my stuff. <laughs> For real, though, I'm sure I'm going to be sending you some referrals from time to time. I love it. Awesome. Um, well, so if let's see, let's see, there's a few things. So if people are interested in the Bader community, where can uh, they find you? Oh my God. Okay. So if you're really interested and you really want to explore, you want to go to baitworld.com. Baitworld.com. I mean, what yes. a URL. <laughs> I, I like to pitch it as like, the Facebook for masturbators. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you create this? No. It, or is it, it someone a, else? Okay. It, it's someone else. It's something that I discovered, like when I was living in New York and another solosexual kind of identified that in me. And they're just like, you're a baiter. You need to go to this site. You need to do a lot of research. And that's kind of like, it was kind Got of like it. my warming 
Amazing. So okay. So bait, baitworld.com. Okay, great. And then if people want to follow your podcast, your work, what's the best way to connect? Yeah. So my alias in the Bader community is Beastly Bader. That's what I go by. Beastly Bader, people. <laughs> we'll put we'll put it we'll put it in the show notes. I just love all of these catchy names. I just feel yeah. very turned on about this, Ren. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find me on social media with that handle. I'm on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. You can find me on uh, baitworld.com to have a profile up there. Um, baitworld.com. Yeah, okay. Lots of stuff, and then the Betascape. You can find them like on Apple and Spotify and any any other place that hosts like a podcast. Awesome, and yeah, we'll put links to all of this good stuff in the show notes, um, yeah. so you can get in touch with Ren um, if his message resonates with you. Totally, I love it. I love when people say hi and interact and have a chit chat. Yeah, you know, like this random woman in LA. Hey, <laughs> you want to be on a podcast? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Ren, thank you so much. It has just, um, it's just been a complete honor to be let into your space in this way. And um, I love, love, love your message and everything that you stand for in the world. Thank, thank you, you for doing the work you're doing. Thank you. I was it. The same to you. I think it's wonderful that you're doing it, you're giving a voice to people that are honest and authentic about their sex. Mm. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, Head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.